0: Good evening from the south of Israel. This is Laser Brody broadcasting from our bomb shelter. I want to share a little story, a cognate story. It's a time to think about when the missiles are flying outside. Uh, We're going to go back, let's see, close to over 40 years. 40 years back when I was in my regular army service, and I had the privilege of serving in an outstanding unit. Very good unit, and we used to do, used to serve up in the north and we had several missions between wars, uh, between the Yom Kippur War and between the first Lebanon War. We had several missions, more than several missions on the other side of the border, and we were touch and go. There's, before we would go on a mission, we would be quarantined for about two or three days, depending on the mission. What did it mean to be quarantined? Being a quarantine base, and back then there were no cell phones, but we weren't even allowed to write postcards home. We had our social welfare officer, the Captain Rina, and she would take care of her squad, take it calling home and telling parents everything's okay, everything's fine. And so they, the guys are uh, they're busy, they're on ops right now and they, they can't speak. Okay. So we were in this quarantine base. We had a search and destroy mission for PLO terrorists over the Lebanese border in the area of Hardov, which is where Lebanon, Syria and Israel come together and it was a dangerous mission, but Bo Hashem, we went on a, a small squad, and there were seven of us, and we accomplished what we needed to accomplish, and Bo Hashem, nobody got hurt, and we came back. And we came back, usually it would be a debriefing, and the debriefing would be our unit commander, and the northern command intelligence officer, and sometimes the commander chief this time the commander chief was there. But it was really weird, because when we got back to the border to the israel border and we got back to our takeoff base our commander greeted us and intel commander greeted us and the commander in chief was there but captain reading was there the welfare officer and this is a high security debriefing and what's the welfare officer doing at high security debriefing so she right it went up to my friend shuki shuki was a big husky guy from yushalayim and his father was his father had a market stall and Mahaneyu there from Beit Yerushalayim, they were burning right-wingers. And, and our unit was mostly kibbutzik and moshavnik, guys from left-wing kibbutzim, mapai and mapam kibbutzim. And uh, Shuki was really the only right-winger. And one of our favorite pastimes, i to love listening these guys argued politics, the right-wingers and the left-wingers, but we were brothers in arms. When it came down, everybody was a brother. But even though in the off time, they'd argue like crazy and this one, they beat each other's throats. Well, they came back. And we had our medic, our combat medic. His name was Yuval. He was one of the Gaza-area kibbutzim. His mother was the head of the Shomer Hatseir kibbutzim. This is the far, far, far left. His father was more than an atheist. He thought that religion was the basis of all ills, including his own religion. And he was an Israeli, a Zionist, but very left-wing and very, very atheistic. And this is the home that Yuval brought up his mother, the head of the Shomer Sayer, and his father, the burning atheist. And they would never have no, no sooner would, would they say a prayer in their home than you would say Al Akbar. This, uh, well, we came back, there were seven of us, and there were three officers that greeted us with a female officer. And Rena went up to Shuki and she told Shuki, whispered something in his ear, and Shuki as big as he was, he just broke down crying. So what happened While we were in quarantine base, Shuki's father had a heart attack in Jerusalem and he died. But we were out of contact, we're not allowed to contact, no information in, no information out. So as soon as he came back, she told him. And that day in Jerusalem, they don't wait for the next day, they bury the same day. And Shuki just found out his father died, just found out he couldn't be in the funeral, and he just completely broke down. As big as he was, he just completely broke down. Well, he was a fighter. And as fast as he broke down, he took out this olive green handkerchief and he wiped his Eyes, and he blew his nose, and he right away started saying gadalvi gadash meraba with fervents, and looked at each other. Oh, this is what's going to be. This is, it's not. It's not worth anything. It's a ten people, and Yuval is definitely not going to answer this kaddish. Well, he looked at Yuval right in the eyes, his kosher probing look, and he said, gadalvi gadash meraba." Yuval put his hand on his head, and he said, "Amen." He said, Yesh Raba, Rabbah. Yuval was the 10th man. And he put all idea, ideology aside for the sake of Jewish unity, for the sake of his brother-in-arms. He just lost his father. He answered, God, he was the 10th man. He was the 10th man. This is the real Israel. This is my Israel. This is not the Israel of the political parties. This is not the Israel of the politicians. This is not the Israel of, yes, judicial reform, no judicial reform. That's what's got us to the war. Hashem had to give us a slap in the face and said, my beloved children, when are you going to wake up? When are you going to understand that this caused the destruction, second temple, you can't be alone. And you've got to be all of you brothers in arms. And just last night, I couldn't stand being closed up in the, in the shelter anymore. A lot of barbs said, I've got to go out and talk to Hashem. i got to go out and talk to Hashem. No sooner I'd go out and talk to Hashem, I was in the next neighborhood down the road. And the red alert siren, it came on. And right away, I looked around. And there were some, I didn't know anybody in the neighborhood. All of a sudden, a door comes open. He says, come on, come on, come on in. I've got a shelter here. Okay. So I made a beeline to the shelter. In that shelter, this person didn't want anything. was gathering people off the street. In that shelter were religious Jews, non-religious Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, Sephardi Jews, white Jews, black Jews, everything. And Everybody was together with a common enemy. We have an enemy, like we say in the Haggadah Pesach. And every generation, our enemies rise up to finish us off. So if we all have this common enemy, and it doesn't matter whether his name is Titus, or his name is Ahasuerus, or his name is Haman, or his name is Hitler, or his name is Saddam Hussein, every generation we have one of these. And who can afford the luxury, quote-unquote, of not loving a fellow Jew? We can't afford that. So if you really want to help the war effort and you want us to win victoriously, and the real Jewish victory is to bring the light of Hashem to the world, to bring Mashiach to build a holy temple, we have to be together, Yisrael Chai, one nation with one heart and loving each other as we love ourselves. With our increased love. And I strongly urge you, cherished brothers and sisters, People say, what mitzvah is, take this homer, take that homer, a three-word mitzvah. It's the most important mitzvah of the Torah. Take it, accept this, that we all get strength in this mitzvah, and Hashem will surely give us victory over our enemies and rebuild our holy temple and bring Mashiach be in our times. Amen. God bless.